Hello and welcome to episode one of the Potter Discussion. Uh, here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories. I'm your host, Oscar, and if you like what you hear, please stick around, consider subscribing, leave a review, tell your friends and family, because if you like this podcast, I'm sure they will too. So, today I have a juicy theory for you. It is about the powers of the four founding items. And by that I mean the founders of Hogwarts all had items. For example, Godric Gryffindor had his sword, Marina Ravenclaw had her diadem, Helga Hufflepuff had her cup, and Talazar Slytherin had his sword. We uh, found out a good amount uh, found out a good amount of um, about the sword and the diadem, but we never really heard about the uh, cup or the uh, I'm blanking. I just said it. What am I saying? Or the, the the locket. The locket. Yes. Okay. So we all know the founders' items play a huge role in the Harry Potter books. They each have a unique story and ability. Of course, like I said, we know the sword and the cup, but what about the rest? It is kind of odd that J.K. Rowling gives a detailed description of the sword and uh, diadem, but not the locket or goblet. Each of the founder's items have some element of the house they represent, so it's only fitting that the goblet and locket would be the same. Starting with the goblet, the cup whatever it's called. Uh, the only similarity with um, with the Hufflepuff house is food. Uh, of course, Helga Hufflepuff, the founder of this house, was gifted with food-related spells. And by that, I mean uh, she was very skilled in this area of magic. Uh, she made, actually, she actually made some of the recipes still used in modern-day Hogwarts. Right now, today... Somewhere we have Harry's great-grandson eating, eating some of Helga Hufflepuff's del- del- delicious stuff. Yeah, stuff. Anyways, so, and she, oh, she actually also created the kitchens with the house elves. So the cup's only known power is turning vinegar into wine. This may not be that exciting, <laughs> but definitely plays an important role. Not the actual power, but the fact that it is the cup and Voldemort makes it a horcrux. That's kind of what I mean. So, in modern-day Hogwarts, the Hufflepuff common room is somewhat of a mystery. We only know it is by the kitchens. However, in a description of the room on Pottermore, we find that to get in, you have to tap Helga Hufflepuff's name onto a barrel. And you get in. If you get in, oh, sorry, if you don't get in, well, if you get in, nice common room, but if you get it wrong, you get doused in vinegar. Is that a coincidence? Well, maybe. But here is something that isn't the goblet is made from gold, and the dishware used in the, ki- in the dining hall is too. Wow. This probably makes no sense, but 
This is representing the endless supply of food for the school. Because, of course, Helga, Helga Hufflepuff was good at food stuff. And if her goblet made was made out of gold and the Hogwarts dishware was made out of gold as well, um, that might be that that might play a role in like the magic appearing of food. But um, it might not, because as we know, and okay, I memorized this like two minutes ago, not, not like ten minutes ago, Gamp's Law of something something though they're like five of them that we find out uh we hear about in the seventh book um you can't create food out of nothing but you can multiply it or improve the quantity or quality if you've already got it so um she might have because she's um, good at food spells she might have created some kind of mechanism inside the copper spell on it that had an en- endless supply of wine that when vinegar was poured into it, the what that when vinegar was poured into the cup, it was turned into wine. Very cool, not that exciting, but it's still really uh, nice to have closure and what the that specific power is. So now for the locket, we see this in play many many times. But it is a little tricky to uh, see what is Horcrux power versus real enchantment. The locket really shook things up for Harry, Ron, and Hermione because of its negative properties. Uh, they couldn't cast their Patronuses, with, uh, which was a problem. There was some confusion about why Umbridge could cast a Patronus with the locket on. In the seventh book, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione infiltrate the Ministry with their Polyjuice Potion, they find a uh, woman who is um, the person that Ron is impersonating his wife being interrogated by Umbridge. And she's like, oh, don't make this harder than it has to be. Yeah, my agent will call a voice after company. Yeah, I should be in voice actor anyways. So yeah, um, she was... She had a Patronus cast, and it was doing its job for probably hours. And we could see that the Dementors being held off, but she had the locket on. So I think she was so evil that the locket only fueled her power. However, she isn't the only witch that wore the locket, and it fueled her power as well. I am talking about Marope Gaunt, Voldemort's mother. It is a mystery how Marope learned magic in the first place. Some say she found her way to Hogwarts. Cuts one up in my opinion. <laughs> Laughing at my own sorrow. Anyways. Alright, I think because she had the locket, I think it had some of Salazar Slytherin's knowledge inside of it. And the locket is concealing something inside. So, what if Salazar had put a super-duper important piece of information in the locket, something only his heirs could find. I think, and I think, I don't know, that Salazar Slytherin left instructions on how to get into the Chamber of Secrets inside of the locket. I'm dropping my notebook if you can hear it. Great. I think you heard that. Anyways. Boom! I mean, that is honestly... I was 
so happy when I got to this conclusion because it was such a nice feeling thinking like, wow, I just figured that out and it's amazing. Uh, in episode two, I will talk about uh, some other interesting stuff that the fact that the locket has information that I get into the Chamber of Secrets might come into play. So stay tuned because we got some good stuff coming up. I have like 20 podcasts lined up for you guys, and I am hoping, hoping, hoping that they will be awesome and superb and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, if you're still here, you must like this podcast. And I, I don't know if I like it yet, but I'm still trying it out. As you know, this is episode one, so I'm not 100% uh, acclimated, is that the right word? Acclimated with this whole podcast idea. Um, I can do a, uh, I can do a, a kind of uh, tech review if anyone wants to know what I'm using, but yeah, it's, uh, that's the end of the story. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Potter Discussion. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and leave a nice review or a bad review if you didn't like it. So I know exactly what to change. Stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands. Peace.